All right, people, here we go. Time to round out 2022. And hey, wouldn't you know it? A special guest and everything. Let's go. This week, just the great and grand privilege of hanging out with uh, a, an old buddy of mine who I got to know during, let's see, what life was that? Life number 17? I don't know how many lives I've lived in this life, but uh, in the uh, the North Myrtle Beach days, at least for me, um, the Myrtle Beach Grand Strand area, if you will, Mike Junga, my old pal, Former co-worker from the city of North Myrtle Beach, now the proprietor of Cabana Boy Beach Services in Pauly's Island. Mike, how the heck are you? Brian, it's been way too long since I've actually seen that sweet face of yours. I am, uh, well, bracing for uh, whatever this winter storm brings to uh, the not-so-quite-deep south. But hey, it's nothing like you got going on. But when I see wind chills at 9 degrees, or people around here see wind chills at 9 degrees, um, they might as they're they're already selling them, you know, um, bread, water, et cetera. For dude, it's brutal. We we are in the middle of this uh, this winter storm situation as we record this tonight. Who knows when uh, folks are going to actually listen to this? But this is going on right now. So it's supposed to be, I think, fifty mile an hour winds tomorrow. You know, negative. I don't even know what wind chills. And living in the Midwest. Right, we, we think that we're all hardy and we're all tough, but you wouldn't think so based on all of the, the precautions that have been thrown out there. Now, with you, you're still living the dream, by the way, living in the South where it is generally warm. You got to walk me through this, man. Like, what is, like, what's the vibe in South Carolina right now with, with the deep freeze going on? Like, if I remember right, I have a feeling people are probably freaking out. Well, they are, but I was really upset today because, um, my tomorrow's tomorrow afternoon's three o'clock pickleball game was canceled outdoors <laughs> because it's 50 mile an hour wind and um, temperatures are going to plummet. It's supposed to be about 30 degrees. And um, would myself not retired, but I play with a bunch of retired people because I'm fortunate enough to have uh, this portion of the season off. And so when uh, retirement, when their when their schedules alterated or altered uh, at the last second, it throws their entire day off. So um <laughs> yes, they can't get out there and pickle or golf, and um, in this giant golf retirement community, um, it's absolute chaos, and you don't want to go, go to the grocery stores, because normally, like on... Oh, forget it. Yeah, especially on Wednesdays, because Wednesday's a retiree discount day at the old grocery stores. So. I mean, dude, I, I, in all honesty, man, it's, it's it's not much different here. This is the Midwest. You would think that by now, we are all used to it uh, you're you know you grew up in the in the midwest for a chunk of your life at least and i yes. mean you know i mean up here we get storms we get snow we get weather but dude i think like all of the grocery stores are, are bare all the bread is gone all the milk is gone and maybe it's because it was christmas maybe it's because everybody was like cooking the feast right and they were already buying the food i don't know dude it's like it's like armageddon up here everybody's just clearing the place out man well here no one's used to it but so they're kind of it's sort of business as usual, a little bit. Like I literally went to get my dogs in the backyard about an hour ago, and it's I mean it's cold now. It's forty something. It's the winds are starting to kick up. It's cold for there. Everyone's got to bring in their you know their Christmas inflatables at this point because they're <laughs> going to go down the street. Uh, but there's my my neighbors outside, you know, cooking whatever he is on his grill, and he's got his hat and gloves and a beverage in hand. He's like, "Hey, how's it going?" I'm like, "Oh, business as usual, brother." Beautiful. You know? <laughs> just putting some pork chops out there on the Weber. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's only going to be here for five days, so we're just, whatever, roll with it. And, um, 
you just gotta find where your jacket is, and that's about it. And just you're fine. You make it. Uh, you make it work out, man. I mean, I remember you know when I lived back in in Myrtle, and the first year I was down there, man, and it was like I think they forecast. I don't know. It was like an inch of snow because I was working in the news business, and yes. so the all the reports were like, well, we gotta get it out there that all the schools are closed tomorrow. I'm like, hold on, hold on, time out, time out, time out. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. Number one, a, a, a flake of snow hasn't fallen yet, and number two. We're predicting like an inch, and they're bagging it like they were out. Everything was completely just, you know, we were closing up shop. And I'm hoping our heat here, electricity, doesn't go out because that means I'd have to take myself and the dogs to my um, parents' <laughs> condo in Surfside, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> and we, we, we can't, uh, we, we can't have that. Hopefully, so, they're not listening. So, you know. Yeah. So, so I mentioned here at the top, uh, Mike and I were coworkers uh, in in North Myrtle Beach. This was back in. Gosh, dude, like 2007, I guess it was. That is a long time. That's 15 years ago. I think it is, 2007, because we've had Cabana Boy for, got 14 years now. This will be our 14th summer. So, yeah, yeah, because I came here Halloween 2004. I spent two years with the Myrtle Beach Pelicans baseball club. So, yeah, heavy 2007, 2008, and you left just before 2007 I, I think yeah. yeah so so you know getting back to that uh mike and i worked for a, a city government there um in in north myrtle beach and and the uh, the thing i was getting to with that was that uh they threw mike and i into i don't know how to describe it like it was we had our own office space but it was technically one office room like we had a partition between the two of us that didn't quite go all the way to the top of the ceiling like it left like <laughs> about a foot or two but we each had our own doors and so, you know, Mike came from, you know, you came from Myrtle Beach uh, Pelicans. You came from minor league baseball. You were like a, you know, you'd been in sports. You'd been in that field. I came from the uh, ABC affiliate, the TV station in Myrtle Beach. The point I'm getting to is neither one of us were exactly what you might call government material. No. And, <laughs> and we end up basically sharing like this frat house, same office in a city government. Dude, I don't even know how we made it as long as we made it. No, exactly. I mean, we were literally, the mayor had to walk by our office to get to her <laughs> office, which was, gosh, three doors down. And we had to quiet ourselves all the time. And our secretary outside, lovely Debbie, Debbie. she would like kind of look at us and like shake her head. And she's like, you guys need to keep it down. And I'm like, no. And then we accidentally shot, well, not accidentally, but I shot one of the HR people in the, uh, in the posterior with a Nerf gun. And uh, I wasn't aware you couldn't do that to HR and government setting. But, um, you know, you live, learn. You know, yes, government. Um, you don't scream government when you see me, that's for sure. I was going to say, and at the time, you know, this is before, I mean, I, I ended up, you know, the ironic thing is I ended up working in government for like yes. 10 years after that with the state of Illinois. But at the time, at the time, yeah. had never been in government. And, uh, man, you were like the perfect person to, to be paired with. I mean, we, uh, I don't know. I feel like the, the idea was to try to keep the good times rolling, no matter what was going on in the, uh, in the city and whatever, and, and, and way too much to get into with that. But, but yeah. the, um, I, I seem to recall there was a dartboard involved. Um, yes, there was that foam or what was it? The, not the foam, but the, what am I trying to think of? The little, uh, uh, Velcro, uh, dartboard. Yes. Had that. And then we the had the, the um, door. I had a hidden whiteboard that you had to open these doors to, that our um, our boss would write people's names on there that would get an X. <laughs> like, your name was on there, my name. And anytime you got an X, which means you did something that really well <laughs> wasn't in the HR manual. And he'd be like, yep, give Brian an X. So I will, I will never forget the, uh, the, the words, uh, Junga, X. 
and your yep. name was written on the X board. And uh, but but Mike touched on this briefly. I think it, it bears uh, expanding on. So again, uh, there's this partition. Think of like office cubicle partition, but like in the middle of an actual office. Like Mike and I were in an actual office room. We each had our own door, but there was like that cubicle wall. And it went up, I don't know, what, like six, eight feet between the two of us. But the ceilings yeah. were like 10. Yeah, you could reach up and touch the top of the partition if you stood up. Yeah, yeah, dude, like some of my favorite memories, and I still tell these stories today, here I am telling it now, is we each had our own individual single-shooter Nerf dart guns. And if you did it just right, if you, <laughs> if you angled it up and you shot it and you banked the Nerf gun off the ceiling, we could hit each other with the dart. It was fantastic. Tax money, taxpayers' money, <laughs> the best you know, I still have a stapler. The very first day, God, I hope this, no one's ever going to listen to this. The very first day, I had no office supplies, like zero. I had a chair and a desk, and it took me like two weeks to get a computer. Spartan arrangements, yeah. Yeah, and so they're like, I said to our whoever I needed to talk to, uh, our boss, I said, I need, can, where do I get office supplies? Is there like a, a door I need to open? And he's like, no, we don't have any of that stuff. He goes, here's the credit card. Go to Office Depot. So I bought the red stapler from um, Office Space. Oh, the stapler, the Milton Yeah, the uh, Milton, Milton the, stapler. the red swing line, which was like a $25 stapler. So I thought I was going to get fired <laughs> on day one. So I'm like, why not? And, you know, of course, nothing ever came. But I still have that and I still use it. And it goes with me everywhere because that's, that's my stapler. Man, they wouldn't have put it into a key role of one of the most remember, uh, memorable, I should say, movies of all time exactly. if it wasn't a good stapler. That's in... I say, you know, that stapler line about 20 times a ah. week during the summer. It's one of the most famous movies of all time, and you have the stapler. And speaking of uh, one of the most famous movies of all time, I, I uh, hearken back to... So Mike, okay, Mike was in charge of the beach services... Was it department? Division? Whatever. The beach services people at the city. And this was like a new thing, and the city was kind of launching into this. This is like lifeguards and concessions and things like that cool stuff there on the beach and so mike was kind of the the guy that was this heading all this up what i what i will never forget man was you going out one of the seasons whatever it was getting on a golf cart or whatever the heck you were on the gator and you delivered yeah. you delivered a speech that will will go down <laughs> in, in the annals of history as one of the greatest speeches, it was like Braveheart to the point of the movie that I'm getting at. It was like the Braveheart speech where you're up there just like, freedom! Like, <laughs> you gave the speech. I don't even remember what you said, dude, but no, I was I. there because I was, I was the spokesperson and I had to photograph it. And it was just, it was an instant classic, man. You motivated an entire staff in just moments. Well, I think I did it for you because they were all teenagers and you can hire at 14 in South Carolina and none of them paid attention because most of their parents were working there anyway and they could do what they wanted. So, um, yeah, it was basically for myself. It was a combination. That's for you as well. It was a combination of um, Braveheart and Gladiator and um, <laughs> trying to end it with, are you not entertained? And uh, I, literally, I literally just read today that they're in production for Gladiator 2. I don't know how they're going to do that. But um, anyway, that's uh, going down another rabbit hole. Well, but someday that'll, uh, that'll happen. So, you know, anyway, so that, that was kind of like your, your foray, I feel like, into the beach services. But what I wanted to talk to you a bit about, Mike, is, is what you're doing now and what you've been doing, as you kind of alluded to here, for, uh, you know, almost 15 years, or gosh, yeah, yeah almost 15 years now. Uh, Mike he decided to start his own business and... Uh, Again, like I said, it's called Cabana Boy Beach Services there, uh, generally located in, in the Polly's Island area of South Carolina. And Mike, kind of walk me through that, 
because one of the things that's always inspired me about you and about people who do this is, is starting your own business. To me, that's terrifying. It sounds really cool, but it sounds really terrifying. Uh, you know, let's go back in time a bit, man. Like, like what, what's going through your mind as you're getting ready to start this thing up? Talk, talk us through how that kind of got all, got all going. Well, again, with City of North Myrtle Beach, we rented, um, we had nine miles of beach and we had 40 employees that were stationed. They rented chairs and umbrellas to all the beach goers. And we sold Italian ice. There were 17 stations where people would push the Italian ice carts and sell Italian ice. Yeah. And so um, I kind of saw the revenue they were bringing in. And I was like, geez, this is crazy. Just on a weekend, they'd bring in a crazy amount of money. And then, um, you know, it's fine. Just kind of get through it. And um, when it came to renting chairs and umbrellas, we'd always fight with people that would bring down their own beach tents from the, from the you know, the visitors. And um, so we'd try to put out our chairs and umbrellas and they would bring their own beach tents. People, just regular Joes like us. And so I said to my boss at the time, say, how about we just rent some couple of you know beach tents at each location and charge a lot more than just two chairs and umbrella for a week and you know how government goes i mean two years later they're still talking about it in council meetings and <laughs> so i said to my wife i'm like do you mind if i explore this option of doing this ourselves or myself somewhere near north myrtle beach where you and i were working and so i did during the second off season and okay. um <clears throat> everybody was doing stuff and finally i got to Polly's island which is gosh an hour away from north myrtle beach and I drove the island, and I started writing down all the uh, names of the um, uh, realty companies who who rented all these houses. And so there was one, literally one company that was doing all the island. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to stop in there. So I stopped in there with literally no business plan at all. And just like, <laughs> here's what I'm thinking about doing. Can I talk to somebody? I literally went in there to talk to the person at the front desk, and I said, here's what I want to do. Um and she goes, you'll do that? I'm like, yeah, why? She goes, because we get calls about that all the time. I'm like, you're kidding me. And so Beautiful. I've, so here's how it works in, in Georgetown County, South Carolina, which is kind of good old boys, you know, backwoods, not backwoods, but handshakes and all that. And so um, I had an appointment and I met their um, director of marketing and director of rentals and um, met the owner, Mr. Altman, um, who's no longer with us. And he has a causeway named after him, Mr. Altman. Oh, well, and, that's when you're big time. Yeah, and he yeah. basically started the island, started Polyzine Realty, the oldest uh, real estate company in Polyzine. And um, he's like, so you'll do this? I was like, yeah. He goes, well, how about we do this? If you give our customers a $50 discount, we will take all our brochures and mail them out to all of our customers. Um, I said, well, what's that going to cost? And he's like, nothing. Handshake. He goes, you seem like a good guy. I was like, okay. Uh, and so, <laughs> I did the, uh, and so thank you, sir. What I drove home and um, just so excited about it. I didn't even know what I was driving past, and I wasn't aware I was driving past a little community called Litchfield. There's a giant resort called Litchfield by the sea, which right. has a thousand rooms, and they turn like maybe maybe five thousand rooms. They turn over every single Saturday, and so I went to my wife. I'm like, I think we can do this, um, and so. I left North Myrtle Beach and she kept her job working at a local telecommunications company called HTC. And my nickname for her was the, you know, the walking insurance because she was on insurance for a while. <laughs> and um, the very first year, our busiest week, we had six beach tents. Yeah. And now I'm proud to say, uh, knock on wood, we're, we're putting out 80 to 100 for four or five weeks, Woo! actually six weeks every single year. And we have a staff of about 40 to 50 high school kids. Again, entering our 14th year now, I was by myself for six years, 
And so my wife, Trisha, joined the staff in our seventh years. And I say joined the staff, it was me. So um, her and I, you know. <laughs> you, you doubled in size. We, yeah. we doubled in size. How many companies can say that? And um, now we have a third full-time person who, because there's just too much to do. It's, it's, a, it's now a three-man job. And we have these, you know, high schools and college kids that work for us. And um, we always say, like, we're reverse-style teachers now, where teachers work all winter and get the summers. We work all summer and get our winters off. So, but, I mean, it took... It took a long time to get there, um, but what was I thinking? It's very scary. I didn't know if it would work, and then I was, you know, gosh, 37, 38 at the time. I'm like, okay, now do, I mean, where, where, where do I going to get a job? You know, you're kind of getting not up there in years, right. but still trying to apply for jobs, and um, it, was, it, was, it was, I was very nervous, and I was very conscious about not ruffling any feathers in the community or with, I didn't even know who the the big shooters were in the community. I mean, yeah. Again, yeah. how how simple it was to get it started. I called the mayor and I'm like, "Here's what I want to do. Should I come down to your office and talk to you about it?" He's like, "We don't have an office." Because <laughs> I don't have an office on the mayor of Polly's Island, which is 120 full-time residents actually. I'll on meet the you on my golf cart somewhere uh, down yes. the, down the coast there, yeah. They were illegal at the time, now they're legal. But uh, well, um, right. yeah, okay. that's another story. My arch nemesis <laughs> are golf carts. Um, but um yeah, it's um it's it's still I'm still to that point where I don't think anybody's ever going to call me again, you know, for business and you know how are we going to make this work? But um, they somehow keep doing, and you know, it's um, dude, it's, I love it. It's amazing. I I don't take it for granted. Um, I get to stare at the ocean every day, and I'm honestly convinced. And this may be a topic um, for a different portion of this conversation, but um, I literally when there's when I sit at that ocean sometimes and I stare at it yeah. and I just see this massive peaceful bliss in front of me, I'm convinced that no matter what's going on in your life, if you're having issues with one person and I bet you, you could take Putin and Biden and sit them in two, two beach chairs and have them a drink. They would figure it out. They would solve it yeah. because it's just nothing but you and, and vastness. It's kind of like the same st- staring at something in Yellowstone or something like yeah. that. It's just, I'm I'm con- completely convinced that if anybody has relationship troubles get to an open space go sit there with whoever you're having issues with you'll 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 figure it out i promise you you'll do it it's like nothing else that's awesome man i mean there is there is something about just seeing the um i think you said the vastness the vastness of uh of god's creation man and just like you know it's all it's all in front of you i mean i i love the ocean i love the sea i miss it Quite a bit. We don't have a lot of that in the Midwest, as you have known. You don't. Yeah. Um, but I, I agree, man. Just sitting and staring at the sea. I mean, they're, they're right. You, you, you see it. You, you smell it. You hear it. The, the whole experience, it kind of surrounds you. It, it is a, a real reminder of the, uh, the powerful creation that is out there around you. And, and uh, yeah, I, I, I would have to agree with that, man. <laughs> Spend a little time at the coast. You're probably going to do all right. Yeah, I mean, I work with my wife. We live together. We don't have any children, so it's we're and we come home. We're like, all right, try not to talk about work. But I'm like, well, what else is to talk about? And we've got our own little safe word when we talked about work too much. It's pineapple. Pineapple. Like, all right, pineapple. Enough. Yeah. Move um, on. But since I'm working with her all the time and I'm on top, we're on top of each other for 24 hours a day. Every now and then, I'm like, all right, let's go take a walk. Let's go sit on the beach just for 20 minutes if we can. The phones are ringing. That's great. And so we just we literally just grab a towel and sit there and like. All right, we got six more weeks to get through. Listen, because it's seven days a week, it right? Is. Well, yeah, because you you are go 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 during the season. I mean, it's that's when people are there. Yes. That's when people are visiting. I mean, what? Um, not to put you on the spot, but like, if there's any, what would you say is like the wackiest 
thing you've encountered or, or just, I don't know, most random thing you've seen as, as proprietor oh, of this geez. business? I could fill four hours of this show. Yeah. <laughs> um, had a lady one time call me and she goes, um, you need to come get your beach tent. I was like, well, it's one in the afternoon. It's nice. out There's not any wind or any damage or possible th- thunderstorms. She was like, well, the house is on fire. I was like, okay. What? I was like, please don't worry about the beach tent. We have plenty more. Go take. Somehow they did something in their bathroom. And, but oh, my I couldn't gosh. Even get to the beach They're calling about the tent. <laughs> dude, that's, I was like, I really appreciate you looking out. There was um, another woman there. was. Um, she texted me, hey, we left our beach tent because an alligator just washed up out of the ocean. And um, I was like, okay, an alligator in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Had a lady call me one time. She wanted a bigger beach tent. And I asked her why. We only have 12 by 12. And she's like, well, um, I have to be honest with you. I'm, I'm upset. I was like, what, what's going on? Why, why are you upset, Mrs. Smith? And she's like, well, every 15 minutes, I have to move my beach chair because the shade keeps moving from the uh, oh my gosh. from the beach tent. And, of course, I looked at the phone number. I'm like, okay, is this one of my buddies messing yeah. with me? Is this Brian Williamson putting his <laughs> wife up to something? That's and, uh, how the sun works, y'all. I didn't know how to answer it. Ain't it ain't staying like, in one without, place. <laughs> without being rude and explaining the solar system. But I was like, well, I promise you at high noon, you'll have full coverage. And, um, yeah, I've had a customer wanted to know how expensive the filtration system was out in the ocean because, I, the, you know, the water keeps going in sometimes and then it comes out. And I had explained the tide systems. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... You're an expert on all things all of a sudden as the proprietor of this business. But I've noticed if you don't know what you're doing, but you tell somebody something in nautical terms, you look like you're brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's, the, it's 30 the knots. The wind's at 20 knots. Use, it's coming in. You use knots instead of miles per hour when you're talking to somebody. But, hey, we got to come get your stuff early because it's too windy. You start using, you start using gale warnings and uh, swells and longshore wind currents, straight line winds. Yeah, there's no question. I'm telling you, you man. You look like a genius. So, dude, all right, so let's do this. Um, there's somebody listening right now who maybe is either on the verge of making this decision or never has, but is kind of like their interest is peaked. What words of encouragement would you have for someone who is thinking like, man, I, I might like to start my own business in X, Y, Z, or what, you know, what would you say to somebody who's, who's like, Kind of maybe thinking about that. It's a great country song out now, and I wish I knew the singer who sang it, but um, chase your dreams because your dreams aren't going to chase you back. If there's a chance, take it. I know you know what I'm talking about. Um, I can picture the guy. I can't think of his name because you put me on the spot. Um, but um, do it, man. If you can figure out a way to do it, and there's a market for what you want to do. Um, in my business, people are paying for... Um, convenience and they will just hand over their credit card to you. They will pay you whatever you want for convenience. Um, but yeah, do it, do it before you two get too old, do it before you start accumulating too many things. Um, and, um, it's, it could be rough at times, even 14 years into it, it could be rough because if something breaks, computer breaks, it's on you, man, you got to fix it. Your it, your, your HR, your payroll, your, you know, you're the one that's got to hire and fire people. You got to interview 40 people every single um, year, which is a great problem. Not going to believe me. I love that. But um, yeah, and you're, you're dealing with <laughs> you're up. customers yeah. yelling at you. You're dealing with, you know, mostly compliments, but um, you'll see um, bad Google reviews. You want to be entertained, go to Google and look up Cabana Boy Beach Services on Google reviews. There's a handful of them. My wife. They an- light you up on there, man? Oh, yeah. My wife answers them. Um, it's usually about two every year, and it's usually weather related. 
And it's, it's rarely from customers. It's people who are not our customers. I can't believe that Cabana boy. Oh, yeah. I've got called out my name before. That Mike guy. You know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about him. He's shifty. Yeah. But, yeah. Do it. Um, if you got a chance, take it. If you got a dream, chase it because a dream ain't chasing you back. I'm, I love that. With, like, I can't yeah. love that line anymore. I was like, because every time I hear it, I just, you know, throw that thing up to 11 and, you know, sing as loud as I can because it's true. I mean, um, yeah. I didn't know anything about business. I did not major in business. I mean, I was majoring in journalism, you know, <laughs> broadcast journalism. And what am I doing? Somewhere. Welcome to my world, pal. I know, right? <laughs> I'm Brian Williamson, PIO. <laughs> I still haven't started my own business. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. But like I thought of you many times today. I saw the reporter outside of um, God in Holland off of Lake Michigan in Chicago just battling the elements. I was like, I remember oh, seeing gosh. videos. There might be some YouTube videos of you still um, from your days covering hurricanes. There might. If be. you look, man, they are still out there. Good old yes. Hurricane Charlie. It, uh, it, it lives on forever, <laughs> Michael. It lives on forever. And what is this one called? The storm blast or something like that? This, uh, this I don't even know what we're in right storm now, bro. Bomb but or uh, something like that. Yeah. They started naming winter storms, and now it's like everything's going down, dude. When they started yeah. naming winter storms, like it's all over. We're we're done, man. You know, it's it's yeah. almost as all over as if Michigan were going to win the college football championship. <sighs> because I mean, That's, um, if that happens, then you know it's really all over. I got to point this out to our our listener friends. Mike is a, a diehard uh, Michigan Wolverines fan, uh, having spent uh, a chunk of his life, I don't know exactly how many years, but some of his years in said state of Michigan. And so, oh, 19. Uh, dude, you know you know that I, I love college football. College football, man, I'm just going to put it out there. My favorite sport, period, end of story. I don't even know if there's a second place. I love college football, and exciting that Michigan is going to be in the playoff. I mean, the possibility of Michigan possibly facing stinking Ohio State in the final, which, honestly, I'd be fine if that doesn't happen. And we know it's not going to happen because they're going to get pasted in the semi, but that's a different story. Um, how excited are you, man? I mean, Michigan has got a really good shot this year. I'm very excited. And, you know, they're, last year they were not the favorite over Georgia in the semifinal, and right. Georgia smoked them. Um, but they're, they're favorite now over TCU, and everybody's uh, TCU's TCU. But, you know, I mean, I have no idea what you're getting. Um but yeah, I mean, I'm very optimistic about them reaching the finals and uh, more than I was last year. But but it's just that specter of Ohio State just hanging over them. <laughs> That's why I'm glad Michigan's playing the early game because if they yeah. played that late game and they knew Ohio State upset Georgia, I think that would literally take away from that. Eight it would detract eight. from the, the yeah, mindset of, yeah, the, yeah. of the players because you know they're looking, they're scoreboard watching, especially with today's technology. So I think if Michigan beats TCU, Ohio State's got to go like, okay, now we got to play these guys. They've beat us twice. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I don't want to watch that. The championship can't be stressful enough, let alone against Ohio State again. No. I, that's what I was getting at. No. I mean, I, I, uh, as a neutral fan, yeah. you know, I, I'm going to lean towards Michigan all the time against Ohio State for the yeah. record. But as a, I'm still a neutral fan. Right. So as a neutral fan, I get stressed out thinking of that matchup happening again, much less a, a diehard you know, having to go at it again. But, I mean, how long have we been doing this thing? Like, uh, what's your take on the, the New Year's Eve deal for this college football playoff? I don't mind it because, like, bro, at my point in my life, like, I ain't doing much on New Year's Eve. Like, I don't have no. a lot going on. So this is, like, this is my New Year's Eve. I kind of like it. I don't know. What's your thought? I love it. Yeah, especially if your team's in it. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah, New Year's right. Eve, I'm not, you know, <laughs> headed out to the Marsh Walk here in Merle's Inlet and 
throwing down with a bunch of 20 year olds then you know you're, you're not on the uh, 2 a.m circuit uh, anymore no if michigan pulls off a victory on new year's eve here at the house um there might be a 2 a.m night in the house but, well <laughs> exception but well, i'm not no, going no. anywhere i mean what we do is we get what we want to cook and yeah. perhaps partake in, in that evening and just kind of hang out and eat and watch football and enjoy it and then um, wake up and watch more bowl games on January 1st. And I will and tell get you, get at it again. your Illinois is going to be a problem for some times to come with the Big Ten with their yeah, watch coach. Yeah, uh, watch out for the Illini, man. I, uh, you know, but, uh, but yeah, to your point of the, uh, the 2 a.m., I, um, I recall Bradley winning a, a game against Kansas back in 2006 in the uh, NCAA tournament, and, and I had declared to some who I was with that night uh, at whatever time it was, 7 yeah. o'clock, 8 o'clock, that at halftime when we were up by like 6 or whatever it was, I'm like, Bradley wins, we're staying up till the sunrise, and there I was the next morning at sunrise, still up, because, you know, it's what you do, man. Yeah. So like, if you're yeah. up until 2, 4 in the morning, I, I got no problem with that, and there's a great photo of you, by the way, on the uh, on the internets, on Instagram, with you running down the street, <laughs> carrying the Michigan flag of your neighborhood, uh, running down the street of your neighborhood uh, with the Michigan flag last time. So I don't even know what you're going to do this time. Well, when I was younger, I used to have a house with a privacy fence, and this may be too much for this uh, audience, but uh, any time a team of mine, and I was grew up, you know, Lions, Tigers, Red Wings, yeah, yeah. Pistons, and Michigan would win a championship, I would just streak. And um, <laughs> but it's been so long, and now I don't have a privacy fence, and I'm in a... I'm in a sort of like a cul-de-sac community, so um, when there's like young children next door, Frank the Tank man, like kind of, yeah, <laughs> I would probably be arrested and kicked out. And I enjoy this community so much, um, but it's funny, like football in the South, as you know, it's a little different. Yeah, I put my like everybody in this community has their flags out on Saturday, and my neighbor across the street, they're both huge Alabama fans. And so we're kind of, you know, the garage opens, I get my flag and I'm like, roll tide. She's like, go blue. Then we put our flags up and you know, there's Tennessee, South Carolina and all that. And in fact, oh, yeah. in fact, they're calling the, the Gator Bowl this year, which is Notre Dame or no, whatever bowl. It's Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Versus gonna be a good um, one. Uh, Florida, right? Or not Florida, Clemson. Sorry. Tennessee, Clemson. Yeah, here Clemson. they're calling that the, we lost the South Carolina Bowl. Hey, oh. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, I mean, the Gamecocks fans are fired up this year. Let's face it. You win two games they like are. that, you're uh, you're excited. And it doesn't go without, or it doesn't, um, it doesn't hurt that they have the best intro in college football, in my opinion. You get on the sandstorm before the game. Like I'm a little partial to the uh, 2000 era club scene. Myself. Yeah, <laughs> I've not seen it in person, but everybody, we have a bunch of South Carolina. Uh, yeah, kids that work for us, and yeah, they always talk about it. It's like they had a night game. Forget it. They got a light show this year. Um, Dude, they changed it. Now they got the the LED thing. I think Alabama was like the pioneer of that, as much as I hate to say it. Alabama, I believe, pioneered the uh, the LEDs and the stadium thing, and now it's like you see that in several places. And yeah, USC, well, for anyone listening outside of South Carolina, yeah. University of South Carolina is uh, they've got that now. They've got the the lights, and it's it's kind of hot stuff, man. I could literally think about five other SEC stadiums I'd rather go to before uh, South Carolina. And thankfully, <laughs> you're not is, going to Williams Bryce. I don't. If, I mean, their athletic director is a um, he's actually a customer of ours. He's a really good guy. Um, yeah, but I'd probably go Alabama, Tennessee, LSU. You know, Old Miss. You could go to Conway, South Carolina, and I, I believe could. you just did. You I could go look did. at that beautiful teal field. I think that's the only teal field. I know Boise State's is blue, but I think this is the only teal field in the country. The Coastal Carolina. Shana Clears, that is a crazy, wild-looking field. The surf turf, yeah. I went to the Myrtle Beach Bowl surf just turf. the other day. And um, 
it was about 50 degrees at kickoff, but that sun went down at halftime, which plummeted like 35, and I'm like, I'm out. Because it was Marshall, uh-huh. Marshall versus Connecticut, and I don't really I don't eh. care about either of those teams. So I'm like, I just wanted to go to do it and say, hey, I went to a bowl game. Well, and um, But it was packed crowd. Marshall travels real well. Quick, easy drive from West Virginia down here. And UConn, I mean, everybody from Connecticut lives down here anyway. Um, so, yeah, that I is sit, correct. sat on the Connecticut side, had a good time because they were the only seats available at um, – but I was secretly cheering for the herd because I have them in a bowl pool. You know. Well, nobody had to know that. You uh, you stimulated the economy <laughs> in the process. I did. You know, I, right? I donated my 30 bucks for a ticket. <laughs> bought a um, hot dog that was probably cooked 30 years ago. You know, oh, <laughs> It was all right. And yet you walked it off, man. You walked it off. I did. I did. Oh, my yes. gosh. Dude, fantastic. Man, hey, so as we're, uh, as we're bringing this thing in for a landing, I, I want to make sure that the people know – how to find you, how to, uh, you know, get in touch with Cabana Boy. This is your free plug time, man. Like, Woo-hoo. go at it. How do people find Cabana Boy? What do they do? Cabanaboy.net. Um, all our information's on there. If you are in the uh, Pauly's Island, Litchfield, Georgetown County, visit, George. visit George.com um, area. Uh, give us a holler. We'd be happy to help you. We set up beach tents for you so you don't have to do anything. Um, you just show up at your location, whether it's at your beach house or your beach access. Your name will be on it, and that's about it. We worry about the weather. You just show up, and have a good time. Bada bing, man. Bada bing. <laughs> I, uh, I'm so, dude. I'm just, I'm thrilled that uh, that Cabana Boy is is uh, is thriving and that uh, that things are good, man. I mean, you got that. You got Michigan in the playoff. You got other good things going on. There, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot going on your way, man. So, uh, are you in your I'm bedroom, by the way? Yeah, buddy, we're uh, we're broadcasting live here from the uh, from nice. the bedroom. I see you have a nice. Uh, is that like a sitting area? That's kind of it's very palatial. Yeah, that's the uh, um, the the coastal colored uh, futon over there in the background <laughs> with the uh, with the beach um, you nice. know canvas. I may live in the Midwest, Michael, but I have never forgotten that I uh, I love the beach and I used to live at the beach and it uh, it still lives in me, man. So good. <laughs> we'll get you back here one day. Last time I saw you here. I believe it was for a, um, I think we met on the boardwalk somewhere in Myrtle Beach. And um, that is right. You were walking. Good dis- times were had. <laughs> you were walking distance from your hotel. <laughs> the <laughs> former Myrtle Beach Pavilion. We'll stop there. Yeah. Beautiful, man. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so good to see you, man. It is a thrill to see you. Thank you for doing what you're doing. And um, there you go. You got it. Yeah, is this how the Dan Patrick show works? As this well? is great, man. Yeah, I don't have the uh, the executive <laughs> package. So, uh, so okay, we're we're firing it back up again here. I, I will give full disclosure. The, uh, the the Zoom package that I have is uh, is the free package, and we got uh, we got to our forty minute max, dude, and it shut it down. So here we are, and now we are uh, we are back. Uh, yeah, this this doesn't happen when um, you know when I'm on CNN and Fox <laughs> News and the Oprah show. It doesn't happen like that. The Just Say It show is operating on a strict budget of absolutely nothing. And so, I was going to say, I have no green room. There's no <laughs> M&Ms. Nothing. I, got, I got no snacks. There's no handlers. We got nothing, dude. We have nothing for you people. Nothing at all. I'm in a the, glass case of emotion. You are in the glass case of emotion, except for the, uh, the, the generosity of the good people who decide to actually come on. There's a reason, Mike, that I haven't had a guest on this podcast in about 40 episodes. So. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I appreciate you discounting your normal uh, uh, price to uh, to come on. So thanks for that. Do what I can, bro. I meant to ask you, dude. So I'm actually glad that uh, um, that we got 
cut off there. Uh, we've been talking recently, man. You you talking a bit about how uh, I don't know, like like some some recent stuff in life and how you've kind of seen some things that have uh, you, you've taken notice of some things. Uh, no, I mean you get a little older and you start realizing that you know you need to step back a little bit and look at things a little differently. You see your parents getting older. My parents are in their gosh early eighties. Okay, my dad close to get to his mid 80s and you know he's having some a little bit of health issues and i'm like okay i'm gonna get those someday because i have his dna whatever they have you're gonna get <laughs> probably um but i've had a couple little bouts with you know prostate cancer and it's everything's fine with that yeah um but no i was having challenges with our local school board um as you know we 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 hire 40 to 50 high school kids every single year and for some odd reason this year they want to go to a modified year around school district calendar which would right. put the school, the kids in that first week of August, and we would have no employees for the entire month of August. And so that's still peak tour season time down here. Yeah, that's definitely a thing. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I went and did my due diligence and researched other uh, coastal communities that you know, have schools, and nobody's doing anything close to a modified year-round school calendar. Uh, Myrtle okay. Beach doesn't do it. And so I knocked on businesses' doors, got signatures, and kind of headed up a group that was doing this. And you know, went to the school board and presented my case, and... Um, they voted nine or eight to one to pass their modified school board calendar. And I came to find out that my talking at the school board did no good at all. It was basically decided before I even. It was a done deal kind of thing. It was a done right? deal, yes. Okay. And, okay. and so um, I had that. And then I was told to speak at another event and where I was, you had to ask a question, write down your question during a question and answer period. They were going to ask your question. And if they wanted to talk to you, they would call you and talk to you. Um, my question was never asked. Every question was asked but that. And so, um, and one of the political figures that was up there, he looked at me, he's like, yeah, you just got politics 101, brother. He goes, they don't want anything to do with you. No, because they know it's not right. They're just doing it to do it. And so I was just got depressed. And I was like, gosh, even at the lowest level, I can't imagine what this is like at the highest level. But that's a whole other conversation. And so I was like yeah, yeah. kind of moping around a little bit. I'm like, everything I did and all the work was fruitless. There was no benefit to do it. And I, but, you know, oh, well, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll figure it out. We always do. My wife and I have a saying, two, three, four, which stands for, um, you know, we got this. Two, three, four. Because okay. two, we, three, four. We got this. Yeah. Um, we have that on our walls in our office. Two, three, four. We got this. So I was like, I know we got this, but. You know, still, I felt like I got, you know, kicked a little bit. Right. And so um, I was exercising, and you know, I happened to run into this guy who I see all the time, like, hey, how are you? And we started talking, and he's like, um, he had a, a, sh- a shirt with like a little cross on it. And so mm-hmm. we started talking a little bit. And I'm not super religious at all, but, you know, Jesus and I talk a few times. God and I talk a few times a <laughs> yeah, week, man, you know, whether, yeah. whether it's with I'm driving or, you know, or just internally without even talking, you know. Yeah. And, um, he knows what's going on. And so um, the gentleman asked me to come to a men's group. Um, and I, I wasn't really 100% comfortable doing that because <laughs> I've never done it before. I don't know anybody. So I, I, I didn't go, but it kind of opened my eyes a little more. And um, I was like, I need some more of that back in my life. Because when I was a, a child, you know, with my parents, you know, I was church three times a week. Not saying you have to go to church three times a week. Right, but, right. Um, I was a lot more religious, and um, you know, probably with the season that it is now too, with Christmas time, um, you know, it just got me back into things, and it kind of lifted me up a little bit after all this. And um, that's kind of what it's all about, you know, knowing that it's, there's there's someone else out there, and you're not just wandering aimlessly. Although my wife would say I do, 
Um, but yeah, it's um, no, that kind of got me a little bit. And I'm like, all right, I need to, I need to do that a little more. You know, so that's awesome, man. I mean, I, I think that's just it. I mean, for me, like that was that was the biggest thing for me. I feel like when um, when I had a point in my life, this has been uh, what would have been twenty twenty two. It's been I don't know, like fourteen years or so. It was like yeah, like oh eight probably right after moving away from yeah. uh from South Carolina and uh that was that point in my life and it was it was a point where I was just I don't know man like it was it was hard to see tomorrow you know and mm-hmm. uh that was just it I, that feeling of being so alone and uh and just being like what's the point you know like there's there's not a I don't know and uh yeah that's kind of when the script kind of changed a bit for me of just like Oh yeah, like I don't have to do this all by myself. Like I've been yeah. trying really hard and it really hasn't worked out very well. Like, oh, okay. And yeah, like that's so cool that you shared that, man, because that that was it for me. And and it's, you know, life's been up and down. And life's always up and down. I think that's the thing that people mm-hmm. forget about. Exactly. Just because you know that God's there for you, it doesn't mean that everything's gonna be perfect. That's not how this world works. But it's like no. yeah. But when it's not working perfectly, man, like for me, oh my gosh, it's it's so uh comforting just to know that wow there's somebody that's already been through this and like i don't have to do all this all by myself so I'm, that's man i'm so glad you you shared that that's really cool it kind of taught me yeah it kind of taught me to step back a little bit and like all right my problem that i'm having this issue that i'm dealing with potentially next summer with out workers for a couple of weeks um really isn't that important <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's important to me but in the grand scheme of things it's not that big of a deal um, and I'm also, we tell our staff this all the time, and I'm a firm believer, like if, with good eye contact, a smile and a handshake, you will go farther than you'll possibly be. So many doors will open f- for you. I'm like, just be nice. That's it. You just be nice. Um, and last story, we yeah. had a customer called last, last, called July 3rd, and the guy's like, hey, man, I'm sorry, I completely forgot to make my order. I was like, oh, dude, you've been with us for 15 years now or 14 years you've been a great customer i will squeeze you in and that's our biggest week there's no chance of adding anybody in so i told my wife nuts i'm like we need to find a space for this guy so we did so his sister calls the very like 20 minutes later just berating me and just mean to me and she's like well why'd you you gave a tent to my brother and not me and you guys are sexist and she goes why'd you give one to my brother i was like ma'am he was nice that's it he's nice yeah yeah and it was but i'm like just be nice, eye contact, politeness, good handshake, things will be fine. It goes a long way, right? It, it's it a... really, really does. And know that someone's got your back. Yeah, it gets me through the summer all because our summer's crazy. Just just be nice. Simple. It's really not that hard. I love it, man. I mean, that's a uh that's a motto we could all live by. I mean, it's it's right. It goes back to the, you know, the original, right? Do unto others, you know. Do do things family, to, friends, and the Detroit Lions. Yeah, and and root for the <laughs> Lions. I don't know if I can get behind that one, man. Like you, I You uh, talk about needing the Lord behind you. I <laughs> I say that. I joke. I joke, but dude, I'll be honest with you. I'm pulling hard for the Lions. Like the Lions are are what seven and seven, three games away from destiny, possibly making the playoffs. I think you get like almost a lottery pick next year because the Rams are terrible, and you get their draft pick. Yep. So this could be actually. I think this could be the beginning of the Lions dynasty. You're looking at it right here on December whatever we are, 2022. Watch <laughs> out. There's some extra money in the offering plates the last three weeks. Let me tell you, on that Sunday before kickoff, <laughs> Jesus is going to get a twenty for me instead of Motown <laughs> is on the rise, people. <laughs> yeah. 
Ding, <laughs> ding, yes. <laughs> Dude, well, put it this way. If that happens, if you've got the Lions and the Wolverine, like, your head's going to explode. I don't know what you're going to do. You're going to have just too much no. going for you. I, would, I don't know how to react. Right. <laughs> Re- remain calm as best you can, pal. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Nothing going on here. Stop getting excited. Yeah. Yeah. You've so. got a business to run uh, in the spring again. So, you know, try to, try to just get through this excitement if you can. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't know what to do if the Lions suddenly had success long-term. It's not, it's not right. <laughs> brother, it's great hanging out with you, man. It's good to, uh, good too, to chat again and, uh, and keep things moving on the, uh, on the business front. And, and I, hope, uh, I hope all the teams win that, uh, that you want to win. But, um, man, Merry Christmas to you and, and, and Tricia. And, uh, you too and Dana. And uh, sorry she didn't get to see me. I mean, we're all yeah. – I'm, I'm, I'm rather delightful. I have a sign in front of – like my name placard on my desk says Mr. Delightful. Just ask me. I'll tell you all about it. It's all in the job <laughs> description, Mike. It is. It's all in the job description. Kudos to you for what you're doing. And um, how old are your kids now? Like 35, 38? How old are yeah, you we've got, you know, it's funny you asked that. There was a, <laughs> I was at a work retreat the other day, and one of my coworkers was like, How, what? She's like, How old are you? If they don't mind me asking, because I was telling her that I got, you know, I have two stepdaughters who are, let's see, 22 and 19, and a son who's 19 and 16. And she's like, I had no idea you were that old. I said, I take compliments for free. I don't need, exactly. uh, you know, that yeah. great. You you bring it on. I'm okay with that. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I'm just fine with that. I'll be the older guy that looks younger, I guess, if that's what it is. Whatever. Yeah, we'll take I'll it. take it. I'm 51 now, so I'll take it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Good to chat with you, brother. Oprah's on the other line. I got to go. Yeah, you do your thing, man. Great chatting. Mike Junga, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon here on the, uh, on the Just Say It podcast. Stay warm, folks. Stay warm, folks.